Talk Live, and you are free to call in and talk live here on the airwaves. It's Mark with you. Nicholas Mountaineer. And Melanie. The number, 855-450-3733. That's 855-450-FREE, as in freedom. And, oh, I, I, you know what? I gave out the old number. I shouldn't have done that. The number is 603-283-6160. This is what happens when you get years of training on something and you, you everything gets switched up 603-283-6160 you got to call in on the uh in new hampshire line we don't have the toll-free line anymore but then again who has toll calls peakless you had a an article last week that we just barely got to that suggested it's time magazine by the way this is not some kind of uh you know alex jones or uh uh, Art Bell article suggested Although you couldn't tell from the content, right? It, it's suggesting that there is, in fact, there was, in fact, a conspiracy to not rig, but fortify the 2020 election for Joe Biden. Now, I don't know what that means. Fortify um, sounds to me like rig, but whatever. And there, there's a lot of doublespeak in this article uh, to we're, we're not rigging the election. We're just fortifying it. And, uh, you know, for democracy, because what what really gets in the way of democracy is not having a secret cabal of people run the thing. Yes. Um, and you know what? The Our government today doesn't resemble much of a democracy. It much more resembles a, uh, a oligarchy. But, um, you know, that's Princeton University saying that, not me. Oh, yeah. The... The idea that people can insert themselves into government and make it so that one party or another takes over sounds like a ridiculous notion until you realize that Democrats have been accusing Republicans of doing it for years in the form of gerrymandering. So the idea that Democrats... As if they're not not doing the exact same thing. Right. Well, I mean, that's to propose one party is evil and the other party is good. I mean, the Democrats are the ones who went to the Supreme Court demanding gerry-rigging, so... How so? What's your... Uncle. It is um basically illegal. I'm I'm sorry, uh, gerrymandering. Yep. It is basically illegal to not gerrymander because Tennessee tried to do that, and they said, okay, we'll just split the states um, into like squares or something. Yeah, and they were like, well, no, because then you're because in these squares don't respect the racial demographics of the state. And it's right. like, well, are they? Supposed to, and then there was another state. I forgot what state this one was. The way you divide your voting is just not racist enough. Who said, "Okay, well, we have however many representatives. Everybody gets to vote on all the slots. Say it was three, you know. Everybody, so everybody gets to vote on all three slots." And Supreme Court said no. Right. Uh, so trying to make something that doesn't pay any attention to race or demographics is at all is unconstitutional. According well, to, it's against Supreme Court case law. Doesn't that make it unconstitutional? Is, is that just too much? It depends on what language you're speaking. In English, no. In legal, yes. Okay. So, well, they're the ones who get to decide. All I can decide is whether I choose to continue to live here or not. Uh, they, however, decide what's constitutional um, You know, in, in their little uh, legal land. I'm kind of curious what you mean by the uh, uh, in English, no, in legalish. Well, I mean, you can read the Constitution. It's a document words oh. so you can read it and if something's not in there then it's not unconstitutional oh that but they have decided to apply the, the, the piece of paper that's under a glass in the white house 
or wherever it is, it's under glass in a museum somewhere, doesn't have drones and tanks, so it doesn't really get to decide anything. You know, I've 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 combed through that entire document, and not once does it say if there's a germ, then we just have a bunch of little tyrannies. You're right. Then then everybody gets house arrest without habeas corpus. Ding. So um, I do want to hear. I think this is a very important article in so much as it discusses in detail a conspiracy to rig an election. And it's put out by a group that is not conservative, that is considered mainstream uh, media. And uh, I haven't personally read all the way through this. So please, um, let's 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 take a look. Well, and we're not going to uh, we're not going to have time to read all the way through it because right. there's over six thousand words in this. Yes, thing. it is a long article. I mean, and I recommend everybody listening. Take a li- take a read of the whole thing. And I don't think it's as bad as we're making it sound, but it ain't good. Well, the the thing that is that is most distinguishing about this is just that it's I mean, it's not a, it's not as bad as it could be. Sure. But it's just this much is what's admitted to. Right. This is what's admitted to. This is the news that is fit to print. Right. What isn't. So the, these are the tendrils of control that are worth, you know, everyone knowing about. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, they, they start out with, uh, you know, why this was all so necessary. But uh, a weird thing happened after the November 3rd election. Nothing. The nation was braced for chaos. Liberal groups had vowed to take to the streets, planning hundreds of protests across the country. Right-wing militias were girded for battle. In a poll af- uh, before Election Day, 75% of Americans voiced concern about violence. Instead, an eerie quiet descended as President Trump refused to concede. The response was not mass action, but crickets. Except for the insurrection? How old is this article? There was an unauthorized tour of the uh, U.S. Capitol, but, um, you know, at this point, we've been... New York Times has redacted, uh, retracted its its claim of the officer being killed by these people. At At this point, we have no idea who died on the on the state's side uh, of this insurrection i mean if one of your people dies and none of the state people uh die and you planned this you're a really bad terrorist i mean it was a really badly executed anyway but if you brought ropes to climb the wall outside of the state capitol you could have brought a handgun <laughs> just one and that you know, I mean, those a block aren't allowed has in how many DC, rounds? Though. What's that? 19. Those aren't allowed in D.C. though. Right, right. Neither is um, anything that happened. Unauthorized that tours. Right. The, this guy I, brought. That's beyond a tour. An unauthorized <laughs> tour is you break in and you're like, let me look at all this pretty stuff. That's a tour. Okay. That's kind of what happened. Well, they gave them their podium back, so I mean, my, you know, short of a few broken windows and some trampled people. My which, favorite part is is the the guy with the buffalo hats out there uh, giving some long, uh, you know, an, a QAnon prayer, and uh, the security guy comes in and says, "Could you leave?" the QAnon shaman. Does this dude look like he's going to leave? They knocked the cop down and then picked him back up. Right. They brought a rebel flag, but they didn't bring. A handgun. They're this very, is not an insurrection. They're very conservative really with their rebellion, you see. It, it was a really badly done insurrection because well, it wasn't a, a riot. How can you call something that is an insurrection that doesn't have a gun? It's Okay, it's either plan. You plan-, can do something really badly. You can either plan or not plan. to take over the U.S. federal government. Well, you're not taking over anything without a gun. 
I mean, you're that's not. not that's not the definition try. of takeover. And I mean, <laughs> you know, since we're discussing tactics on this, this was the worst <laughs> possible tactics you could have. So, OK, you had uh, the, the Republican Party at least making noises against how this whole thing was done. I mean, they maybe they weren't really going to stop it, but they were at least going to make kind of a show of, uh, you know, being a pain in the butt to the Democratic process yep. and the Democratic Party. Uh, but the then leftists, this happened. The leftists had an autonomous zone guarded by people with guns. I mean, you can't tell me the folks on the right are that stupid. They weren't trying to take over. The people who were trying to overthrow the feds were that stupid. Yeah. Because that's a subset of the rights. Well, the... Uh, the I but don't the think smart they're... people were not trying to overthrow the United States federal government in favor of Donald Trump, who's going to live for another five years tops. Yeah. I and, then, to... and then after this, all of a sudden, everyone on the right has no obligation to even stand in the way of this like they were going to, plus the fact that they're all very old and it's three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> right. And uh, I, the, I mean, if, if you want an insurrection, what happened in Portland with the Chaz... There's an insurrection. They literally started their own country. Yeah, they successfully overthrew (laughs) a piece of a city, at least. Yes, for days. That was an insurrection. But you're not allowed to talk like that because those were leftists or something. What do you think? The numbers. That was not the deadly siege. 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. talk about whatever you want to talk about but we're reading time magazine's story on how the uh elect the 2020 election was rigged i mean fortified fortified for joe biden oh it's nothing so salacious it's just the secret history of the shadow campaign that (laughs) saved the 2020 election indeed uh if you've been watching the bitcoin price you are certainly not alone many people are watching uh, prices are down a little bit. Bitcoin may be on sale. It may be on its uh, b- way back down to, you know, lower, lower. We have no idea. Lower realms. I have no idea. But I can tell you that if you want the latest news on the world of cryptocurrency and what's going on there, well, the best place to go is Bitcoin.com. In fact, if you still need to figure out this whole cryptocurrency thing. Because I've heard a lot of people say, I still need to figure out this cryptocurrency thing. I'm going to tell you how to do it. Go to Bitcoin.com. At the top, get started. It's a three-minute video. At the end of three minutes, you will know far more than you do now. By the way, you don't need to know um, that much about currency in order to use it. Just so just so you know. I mean, uh, Melanie, did they? They you, one of your pieces of show prep, and we're going to hopefully get to it. Is is that they just eliminated M one and M two from the reporting standards? Yeah, I was going to well, say if you if you want a reason to find out about cryptocurrency, uh, how about the fact that the Fed is no longer letting us know how much money exists? Right, but at this point, people don't know what M one and M two is, and if you don't, it proves that you don't need to know everything about Bitcoin in order to use it because you don't know everything about U.S. dollars and you use them. So go to Bitcoin.com, uh, check it out. They Also, they have the ability for you to get a wallet, which is an app that you can hold your Bitcoins in. 
Um, you can buy some Bitcoin or Bitcoin Cash there. Uh, whatever it is that you need, they've got it. All the information you might need is at Bitcoin.com. It's your source for buying cryptocurrency, getting a wallet app, mining, trading, and all the latest cryptocurrency news. All in a slick and easy-to-use website at Bitcoin.com. Yeah, I just wanted – actually, I'm, I'd am i love to talk about that for just a second. Sure, go ahead. Um, Okay, so – if you if you're not you know really deep into finance or something like that, then you probably don't have any idea what uh, M1 and M2 and all of that is. But basically, M1 is how much money there is. So like dollars, cash, cash coins, checking accounts, like all of the just very very basic. You can spend this money. That's what M1 is. Yeah. Like you don't have to convert it before you spend it. You, so like M2 is where you savings get, accounts, money markets. Right. Uh, you step a little bit further there where like you can spend this, but you would have to convert it. But it's very easy to convert. Yeah. But M1 is just money that is spendable. And the fact that we are no longer and not just like ordinary people, but the entire financial uh, apparatus of the world is no longer allowed to know how many U.S. dollars there are. Well, I, we have to read that article to find out exactly what's being said in it. I don't know, uh, so I'm not willing to report th- that exactly, but that's the headline that I got. So I want to find out more on that subject, and we will here uh, in, in the near future. But I want to hear about this uh, rigging that went on. Yeah, so uh, uh, like I said, the uh, article sort of starts with a uh, explaining why this was all necessary. Uh, but uh, so... In, and how there was uh, all of this expectation of uh, violence and chaos and 75% of Americans voiced concern about violence. Instead, an eerie quiet descended. As President Trump refused to concede, the response was not mass action, but crickets. When media organizations called the race for Joe Biden on November 7th, jubilation broke out instead as people thronged cities across the U.S. to celebrate the democratic process that resulted in Trump's ouster. And I would like to say citation needed. <laughs> I mean, some people did. Sure. I, I, I don't remember thronging jubilation, but uh, oh, OK. Oh, it depends on where you were. Mm. I, where we were, none. <laughs> we Democrats were all hiding in their house. So you have to just believe that they were celebrating. Yep. A second. I odd- can tell you they are. <laughs> like, whenever I talk to one of my Democrat friends, they're like, yay. Yippee! Yeah, that that was what struck me as odd about this part. It's like, well, wait a second. Uh, from what I've seen, the most concerned about the pandemic people are the Democrats. I don't think they would throng somewhere to celebrate so much as, you know, privately in their own homes. You can't get COVID while uh, fighting white supremacy. It's not That's possible. a good point. I forgot about that. It's a, it's a very woke virus. It's very sensitive to uh, politics and uh, timing. However, you can definitely be at a super spreader event if you go to Sturgis, where all the Republicans are. Naturally. A second odd thing happened amid Trump's attempts to reverse the result. Corporate America turned on him. I read that and I'm like, when was corporate America exactly on his side? Like, I don't remember anyone being on Trump's side. They probably should have been um, because he was reasonably good for the economy. But, um, you know... Looking in retrospect to 2020, it does seem like they uh, like they them those right like the Democrats or enough of the nation or the media or somebody was definitely against Trump in so much as they wanted to report this covid thing uh, 
dramatically more dangerously than it was. And this is important. They changed the criteria. Basically, you know, immediately when Joe Biden gets uh, oh, sworn it was in. It was less than three hours after. It was the CDC came out. It was like, yep. oh, these tests are all wrong. You they changed the criteria to determine whether or not you were had a case of COVID within three hours. Is this your claim? It was less than three hours yeah. after he got sworn in. The CDC came out with a test change. That's That's about as obvious as they could be. And that's one of the things that you you actually see pieces of that showing up in this article that they had already planned on making this change to a mail-in ballot system in 2019 when no one had like really even heard of this thing. Right. And, and the obvious thing is, is that so this is true when it comes to elections. The more people that vote, the more likely the Democrat wins. And that's just the way it is. Why? Well, um, you you can determine what you want to determine. Maybe some people are marginalized, but probably more likely the people who have less time or inclination to go vote are probably people with low information that can be more likely suckered in with a claim that you're going to get a two thousand dollar check or the government's going to give you something for free. That's my that's my presumption on it. As far as I'm concerned, there ought to be a test to see whether or not you can vote there's a test to see whether you can drive or not if you have to be convinced i don't think that you should necessarily be making decisions like that well the problem of course with a test to see if you can vote is that whoever determines that test has all of the power indeed right now we currently do have a test to see whether people vote or not though it's called the u.s citizenship test and if we administered it to citizens People who were born here, people who had the sheer luck of being spit out of a, um, a womb right here in the good old U.S. of A. If we actually administered, it's 50 questions in case you wondered. Mm. If we administered 10 questions on one of these uh, you know, automated reader things, 10 questions, and you, and you had to get uh, X number right. Eight. And you have your phone with you. Right. You know. So anything I'm just saying they do, anything it they would do would be pretty low bar. It wouldn't be that hard. We already have the questions, and we already determine whether people can vote with those questions or not. It doesn't seem racist to me, and I know that's what the uh, the accusation is going to be. Because certainly, there's a you know some bad history behind the DNC that. thinks that being low IQ is a race. Six zero three two eight three six one six zero. Free Talk Live. Bitcoin.com is the best source for learning about cryptocurrency. Go there now, click on Get Started at the top of the page. Once you do that, you'll find a cornucopia of information, neatly organized for your needs. If you're a knowledgeable crypto user, check out news.bitcoin.com where you can get the latest headlines. Bitcoin.com is your source for buying cryptocurrency, getting a wallet app, mining, trading, and all the latest cryptocurrency news, all on a slick and easy-to-use website. All put together by the best minds in the business to teach you about cryptocurrency. Bitcoin.com. Talk live. Call in. Talk about whatever's on your mind. We're still getting into this conspiracy to rig the 2020 election. Fortify. Fortify. That's right. Fortify. That's the term they use. Fortify. It's Mark with you. Beakless Mountaineer. And Melanie. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Call in and talk about whatever's on your mind. Before you, we go to the calls, though, I want to talk quickly about Forsvar concepts. Life and liberty last only as long as you can protect them. Forsvar concepts 
has solutions for every safety and security threat that free individuals and organizations may face. Classes, consultations, management, and more. You can go check them out. If you have any kind of security issue in your life, they can handle it. I'm going to spell uh, forcevarconcepts.com because uh, perhaps this isn't the greatest uh, word for the radio, so I'm going to spell it for you. F-O-R-S-V-A-R. F-O-R-S-V-A-R concepts.com. Forcevarconcepts.com. Let's go to the phones. We have Scott the Bigot calling in from Florida. Scott, you're on Free Talk Live. Good evening, Mark, Melanie, nobody. I hope you're doing well this evening. Nobody's not here, though. It's uh, Oh, I, I didn't hear peakless. it. Well, I, uh, who? It's Peakless Mountaineer. All right. Well, gentlemen, thank you for taking my call. I'm sure you all know that the U.S. just attacked our Syria. And uh, the U.S. must stay out of the Middle East altogether. I know that's easy said. Um, Joseph Stalin Biden, that's his new name. He is Joseph Stalin Biden. He's a dictator. Uh, is trying to widen the war against America's ultimate enemy, which is Iran. Now, President Trump, as you know, was pulling numerous American troops out of Iraq, Afghanistan, and the Middle East in general. Now, Biden is trying to go out of his way to widen the war with Syria, hoping to start a major war against Iran. You don't think maybe it's uh, they, Russia that they're trying to go after, trying to start a conflict with Russia, too? You know, you never know with the U.S. government. Uh, I, 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 if, if they do that, that's a suicide mission. It sure Even is. starting a it, war it with looks Iran. Like, could... It looks like the Russia thing is planned for a cold war rather than a hot war. Russia is well, not going to like it if, uh, you know, they're, I mean, Russia sunk their teeth into Syria. But is, but will they nuke us over it? Which is the question for the rulers, because two superpowers going, to, two nuclear superpowers going to war, rulers don't survive that. It's about the only thing they don't survive. So it's about the only thing they won't do. Agreed. Um, unless we could somehow get uh, Putin and Joe Biden to fight with uh, short swords and bucklers over this. I mean, because that's a that's a fair way. Ladies and gentlemen, your kids dying over the disagreements of multi millionaires. Don't do it. Don't do it. These you know people... who's pushing this war? Uh, who is the it? Person, the person oh, that's worst. Push... No. Jerome Powell. Uh, no. A- really? APAC, the American-Israel Public go. Affairs Committee, is no, it, it is it is Mark. It's pushing the U.S. into a war with Iran. They want they want the U.S. to attack Iran under all circumstances, so American soldiers die instead of Israeli soldiers. Well, and you know, I blame our elected officials because you know as well as I do, APAC, American-Israel Public Affairs Committee, wields tremendous power, and our cowardly elected officials. Shaking their shoes because if they know if they vote against uh, Israel, they know that APAC is going to make sure that they lose their their congressional and their Senate seats. I'll so say that, this: that's what it's and, all about. and there there are multiple people who have an incentive for the U.S. to stay at war with the Middle East, and Israel is one of them because they refuse to get along with their neighbors, and so they will have the U.S. fund their military instead of them fund their military. That's that's not untrue. And I would say that uh, APAC has an undue amount of uh, influence over who gets called a uh, anti-Semite and who doesn't. So, Scott, uh, thank you for the call, Scott. Scott is an anti-Semite and a self-admitted anti-Semite. I, however, am not. In matter of fact, I'm a little bit Jewish. So what? I mean... It's a little bit. A little bit in the... 
okay. Okay, it's just a little bit. Um, and the 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 issue here is is that basically, if you say anything that is contrary to the state of Israel, you're labeled an anti-Semite by the by APAC, as opposed to you know somebody who hates Jews because they're Jews. That's an anti-Semite. Israel is a country just like every other country, and every country is evil. Israel is not a race. No. But they're a uh, they are an ethnostate, like an admitted ethnostate. A lot of the places over there are, though. Well, they they those happen to be ethnostates, and the countries were drawn around those people. Uh, well, those are and, and this is a this is a classic misdirection technique, and it's been especially historically effective against the left. So if you look at okay, so during the 1960s, they there was this massive anti-war uh, on the left, uh, this massive anti-war movement. Yep. Okay, well, one of the biggest things that they did to distract from that was to refocus on well, we're not just anti-war, we're also anti-racist and anti-sexist and all of that. Okay, so uh, the uh, the Occupy Wall Street. So all of a sudden you had especially people on the left not identifying as being on the left, but as part of the 99%. Yes. Well, again, that is absolutely destructive to their ends. So what did they do then? They started introducing woke culture. Okay, you had people taking to the streets in a uh, a show of, okay, we don't like what the police are doing. And again, that is destructive to the ends of the institution. So it was rebranded as, well, that's all an extension of this particular organization named after simply a popular hashtag of BLM, Black Lives yeah. Matter. Right. Yeah, and, and because they, the people in power know that, that humans will hand them over unreasonable amounts of power to avoid being called mean names. And the only way to live life, I mean, I don't know how you didn't figure this out when you were like 12 years old is to not care what people have to say about you, at least at the very least subjective things that don't have a a nailed down definition, to not care and then go on with your life. And if they want to debate an actual issue, engage in the actual issues. And if they're unwilling to do that, walk away. Well, that's the truth, is is that if they want to debate, then let's talk about the issues. By the way, the number is 603-283-6160. If you want to call names, find another show. I don't care. Uh, 603-283-6160. Free Talk Live. So getting on with this uh, article about the shadow campaign. Uh, A second odd thing happened amid Trump's attempt to reverse the results. Corporate America turned on him. Hundreds of major business leaders, many of whom had backed Trump's candidacy and supported his policies, called on him to concede. To the president, something felt amiss. Quote, it was all very, very strange, unquote, Trump said on December 2nd. Quote, within days after the election, we witnessed an orchestrated effort to anoint the winner, even while many key states were still being counted. I I can tell you when I watched the uh, election and they shut down the counting in Atlanta, I said, oh, this is rigged. Now, I may or may not have been wrong. I don't know the answer to that, but it didn't feel good. It was the, fo- the first openly rigged federal election. I mean, they can in Dix- Dixville Notch, New Hampshire, they can vote at midnight on the day of the election and it's not a problem. But the idea that we'd keep volunteer uh, vote counters up past 10. Oh, we can't do that. That's ridiculous. I mean, like there and, and I will I will concede this much. There need to be some federal rules 
on elections if it's going to be a federal election. Otherwise, this is just going to continue to happen because now states can set their own rules on who gets to vote and how they get to vote and all those other things. Well, and here's the great thing about this article is they are announcing, okay, here's the new game. So it used to be that, you know, what was accepted as a vote was you would, you know, show up and vote. And right. there would be exceptions to that, but that was the basic you idea. You have to prove that you're alive and exist in our The Democrats human. who run my town here in New Hampshire, they don't have that criteria. They don't you don't get to vote if you don't show up because they know that there's more Republicans that uh, live in this town during the winter during the summer than th- during the winter. So they're only going to let uh, the, the locals vote and the locals tend to be Democrats. But this article is all about how they're changing the election laws at the last possible second to get the outcome that they want. I mean, they should only let the locals vote. Well, um, you know, I know what their results are, and the results are tyranny. The number, 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Free Talk Live. Talk about whatever is on your mind. We're talking about, well, the, uh, the it, it looks like Time Magazine's admitted that there was a rigging of the 2020 election, and I want to know more about it. Uh, it's Mark with you. Beakless Mountaineer. And Melanie. Before we get into it, though, I want to thank Cleo Cat for being an amplifier. Cleo Cat is a... Uh, gold amplifier. Also, Cleocat follows me on Duolingo, which is a language learning app. So, hello, Cleocat. Thank you for amping. You can go to ampamp.freetalklive.com. That's ampamp.freetalklive.com. And you can do as Cleocat has done and amp the show. If you believe that it's a good thing that uh, freedom of speech is allowed on the airwaves here in the United States, if you think People that, you know, may disagree with us are welcome to call in. People who agree with us are welcome to call in. That's what we do. If you think that's valuable, then AMP the program at AMP, A-M-P, AMP.freetalklive.com. That allows us to diversify our base, and we are not beholden to large corporations who uh, give us money, as though as uh, some people claim other radio programs are. Let's go to the phones. We've got Jimmy calling in from Rhode Island Jimmy, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi, hey, Ben. All's well. What's on your mind? You know, the thing I wanted to, uh, to mention, and I kind of forgot that when I when I got on the phone, um, you were mentioning Israel, yep. and I can't tell you how many times I have brought up the subject of, you know, the blank, I don't know, blank checks, but the big checks you give to Israel, a very wealthy country, um, and when I bring that up, I'm labeled like, I'm labeled like a Hitler, you know? Or if I say, like, you know, I have I have some sympathy for these uh, Palestinians that are peaceful, and that, that most of them are. You know, I'm, you know, I'm like, like, oh, get the hell out of America. You know, you're anti-Semite. I Leave mean, America you, because you don't like another country. Yeah, it's, it's not America. Oh, okay. That's an odd one. Yeah, it doesn't, it, it's, yeah. it is a, a very strange situation. Um, I don't, I, I, we've had callers on both sides They're of this. They're richer than we are. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, and I can tell you this. They don't need the U.S.'s protection. The uh, Israel simply does not. Like if, I think that part of this is keeping the dog on the chain is p- 
part of what it is. Because I think that if Israel was absolutely let off the chain, they might just go ahead and expand their borders dramatically and <clears throat> cause uh, sort of a, a destabilization in the international sphere. And then the U.S. feels like they'd have to step back in. Uh, so, of course. I mean, of course. I mean, but then they say that, oh, this is our, this is our promised lands, but I never thought the Golan Heights was part of the promised lands. You know what I mean? Sure. I mean, uh, you know, I, I support an organization called the um, – it's a Quaker school. The, it's called the Ramallah Friends School. And, you know, I mean, it's so difficult to parse this out because the West Bank, which is a largely – peaceful area it's it's like if the palestinians are peaceful they get their land taken if they're not peaceful they get their land taken they get a wall built and uh you know and secret police in it it it's really it's, it's a no-win situation for them it really is um and obviously the other uh middle eastern countries the muslim countries don't want to take in the palestinians because they want to create more pre- international pressure on um, israel it's not easy i have uh i think what israel could do is negotiate with other countries to take the Palestinians in exchange for a cash payment, and they certainly could afford it. And that is uh, that's actually a, a proposal that has been on the table, but they don't want to do that. So you know, there you yeah, go. they're very they're very hard very hardliners. You know, there. I mean, Netanyahu is pretty unyielding. You know, yeah. he's not. Uh, you know, I mean, he's kind of like him twenty years ago. Maybe you know, hinted that he was going to make make some uh, concessions, but. What happened, and you know, he's you know, basically definitely there on the right, you know, yeah, the uh, Lakut. Which is his uh, party? I'm not, food, yep. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm not very good at this uh, pronunciation. Sorry, yeah, Lakut sorry. is a uh, is basically a terrorist organization. I'm sorry. I mean, you know, they're... yeah, and then there's a labor party. Yeah, uh, yeah. But, I can't disagree with you, Jimmy. Um, I appreciate it. Yeah. All right. So thank you very much. Thanks for the call. And it's tricky that there are certain topics that you are just not allowed to discuss because you will get that terrible two-syllable label, racist. Yeah. Because, uh, okay, two things that I'd like to point, uh, let's go with three things. Three things I'd like to point out are not a race. Uh, Mexican, uh, Israeli, and um, Muslim. (laughs) Not a race. Not racist. In fact, the majority of the world's Muslims are not Arab. You could believe generalizations about any people from those areas, and it would look vanishingly close to racism, though. I mean, you know, like um, racism isn't exactly the uh, the pinnacle of human thought. So, um, you know, if you if you made generalizations about any particular area and then um, said, you know, the people from that area do this or that, you may be close, by the way. There are cultural distinctions. Right. Um, I was just having conversations with uh, some Brits today and, you know, they spell uh, color and favorite with a U, uh, whereas in the United States we don't. But, um, you know, they and they call uh, soccer football or whatever Uh, they call American football, which is clearly football. American football as opposed to, you know, whatever. It just gets confusing. Uh, So you can make generalizations about people. Um, it's when the generalizations become damaging that it's, uh, that it becomes, uh, difficult, but calling somebody a racist because they disagree with you, nonsense, you know, and that's what, and calling someone a racist because they disagree with a policy of a country is just awful. I mean, how are we supposed to even like come to meaningful conclusions about you're not, yeah, they're not, that's that's, the whole point That is the point of using insults instead of arguments. Right. They don't want to come to conclusions. Ignore the insult. If, if that's all somebody wants to do, 
don't engage and don't care. You have to not care what people call you because the second you do, they now have power over you that is ridiculous that they have. The difficulty is, is that they vote, though. And that's what frustrates me. Um, you know, that these same people who who believe they've won the argument because you disengage uh, continue on with their life fortified with the notion that they are that much more right because you have disengaged. But uh, if, if you say you're you're fighting on social media, uh, it's impossible to win. You cannot win because they will not. You know, there's there's nothing that looks like an honest conversation going on on social media. So I say it's just, you know, ignore them. Stop paying attention to these people. They're going to continue to do what they do. The politicians are going to continue to get in. They all suck. Um, and uh, the idea that somehow Joe Biden is going to save us from any from anything is, is absolute nonsense. Joe Biden is is the archetype of what is going on in Washington, D.C. Not a solution. So anyway, um, let's go back to the article, please. Let's go on with uh, part of how he ended up there in the first place. And uh, it, so like I, like I was saying, it all starts out with sort of an, uh, an explanation for why all of this was necessary. But here's where it really gets into some interesting stuff. In a way, Trump was right. There was a conspiracy unfolding behind the scenes, one that both curtailed the protests and coordinated the resistance from CEOs. And I, I've got to pause right there and say, OK, curtailed the protests like th- this is. It's like sort of a passing thought in this article, but it, it it's a profound implication that these the 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 uh, the Black Lives Matter protests, uh, all of these left protests, which you know had the appearance of and were uh, uh, touted as sort of this you know uh, grassroots movement uh, that just spontaneously occurred. No, no, no. These were all coordinated events. They can turn them on and off like a faucet. And I know that a lot of people voted Democrat because they wanted these to stop. And here you have an admission. That's called negotiating with terrorists and you shouldn't do it. Right. And here you have an admission from the terrorists. Yes, we specifically coordinated to stop the protests at a particular point. Because just when, just like when I said when they gave those people what they wanted when they burned the police station to the ground, that that was incredibly stupid. Giving... Well, you know, whether I wanted it to happen is a separate issue. It was incredibly stupid on the police department's part to arrest the guy who they wanted arrested because they burned down the police station. If somebody says, if you don't vote this way, I will continue having riots, and then you give in, all you told them to do was Let's whenever you riots. want something, have a riot. Yeah. And if that was, so if, if that's why you voted that way, that was incredibly stupid. Yeah, I think that um, what's obvious now is is that nothing is going to happen to change policing in America on the federal level. So voting Joe Biden or Kamala Harris or whomever one voted for in on the national level ser- clearly seemed pointless. Well, as a cop, Joe Biden wrote the crime bill. Well, and not even, not even just pointless, but counterproductive for even the worst ends that you... If you wanted to be bribed by a $2,000 check, Pelosi specifically said you're not getting 2000 because Biden's in. Right. Not going to happen. The number 603-283-6160. 603-283-6160. Your calls coming up here on Free Talk Live. 
Carl Watner, longtime proponent of a voluntary society, died last December. You may have seen his articles published on his website, voluntarist.com, in his newsletter, The Voluntarist, The Mises Institute, or elsewhere over the last 40 years. His newest book, I Must Speak Out, Volume 2, The Best of the Voluntarist, is now available via Liberty Under Attack Publications. This 430-page second volume spans the years of 2000 through 2020 and includes articles by Carl Watner, Hans Hermann Hoppe, Carl Hess, Benjamin Tucker, George H. Smith, Lysander Spooner, Pete Eyre, Joyce Brand, and many others. I Must Speak Out is for the newly initiated, the veteran voluntarist, or anywhere in between. Buy the book now at libertyunderattack.com slash voluntarist. For more great content on building a voluntary society and for Carl's extensive archives, check out voluntarist.com. Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. Live Sunday edition. Call in, talk about whatever's on your mind. The number is 603-283-6160. Mark. Peakless Mountaineer. And Melanie. That's right. We open up the phone lines for you to call in about anything. We're going through this article that uh, basically... What, what is it? The Shadow Cabal 2020 election? <laughs> I, I don't even... The, the thing's so long, I don't even know it. The secret history of the shadow campaign that saved the 2020 election. Yes, right. But let's go to the callers, because that's what we do here on Free Talk Live. We're going to go to David, calling in from San Francisco. David, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, how are you? You know, I called as... Uh... Uh, wondering about libertarians and where they stood on uh, the Texas uh, automatic payment plan with those electric companies. Are you familiar with what happened in Texas last week? Uh, well, I'll give the uh, the rundown. You tell me how far off I am, okay? Yeah. All right. So uh, there was a 100-year storm, which seemed to be happening about every 10 years now. A uh, 100-year storm occurs, uh, freezes up like the windmills and stuff like that. Energy becomes scarce the uh power companies have the customers on some kind of situation where they're being paid where they're paying for the cost per kilowatt hour as it's you know delivery cost or something like that um and the cost goes way up like thousand dollars a kilowatt hour or something like that people get their credit cards dinged for three grand and now they have to go sue to get their money back some of them have their money back some of them don't have their money back but um yeah that's kind of what it, where i'm at is that right well it's only partially uh Wind is only, at the time, it was only 2% of the production mm-hmm. at the time. Okay. And the nuclear power plant uh, also went down. So to blame it on wind when the nuclear plant went down. But the scam, Why did the nuclear plant go down with because of snow? Also because they, weren't, they didn't put in any uh, self-protection and, in other words, insulation. Okay. You know, like in the in the windmills up in Minnesota, they work just fine because they have a heater up there so that the sleet won't uh, jam up the you know ice and sleet sense, won't sure. jam up the motor. Right? There are windmills Easy here in New in, Hampshire. Presumably, yeah, they put they... cowlings in. Yeah. yeah, 
So, but in the nuclear power plant, and they didn't do that really in Texas, not all of them. They got a lot of wind companies down there, and 2% apparently went out when they've got as much as 30% normal production down there. So um, they've had as much as 30% wind production for the state of Texas as recently as this last year. So they may even be higher at this point. But the uh, the scam is is that they put, you know, imagine you go to an auction and you sneeze and you realize that you just bought something expensive. Right, right. That's what's going on with the electric prices in Texas. Do you think that, that the uh, people who are, you know, the, the customers, the end customers, the, the mom and pop, do you think they're actually going to have to pay this? Because I don't. Well, if you've got direct deposit, or excuse me, direct payment. Yeah, they're stuck with it, and they're they're stuck, three thousand is not. It, it's sixteen thousand is the highest price I've found. Well, okay. if you have and direct like payment, a, you might not have eighteen thousand sitting in your checking account, so it's not coming out regardless. The bank's going to be like, "That's funny, denied." And then you can cancel usually direct. I mean, unless your bill is coming out the next, you can usually cancel that because you usually get a bill before the money comes out to tell you what it is. Well, I, I know under normal circumstances with normal banks, but if, if you know, I'm I'm old enough to remember 22 years ago in uh, California we had Enron, yes. and they pulled exactly the same thing, pretty close, and and the, it was a little but different, the, but there wasn't a, a natural disaster involved, but yeah, well, yeah, I mean, there was, there was a heat stroke or heat spell, okay, and they were in bacon heat and everybody's air conditioner, it wasn't. Okay ice storm, it was air conditioners right. that ran hundreds of, you know, but in the case of, of California, we topped out at $9,999 a megawatt hour, but in Texas, they don't have an upper limit. So in if you can imagine paying 11 cents a kilowatt hour, uh, and then all of a sudden you're paying $9,999 uh, 99 because they create this auction that you didn't even realize that you're bidding on. Right. You know, when you go to your thermostat and you crank it one half a degree, that may be $10,000. Yeah, so and, I, I think that it's simpler than that. Is Texas unique in the way that they do utilities? Because everywhere I'm aware of, and I was actually talking to someone about this who refused to answer me, who seemed, who was acting like he knew whether he did or not. Everywhere else in the U.S. that I'm aware of, the utilities are government-granted monopolies, and utilities sort of. being uh, water, electric, and heat, if you have it, separate. Yeah, sort of. It, it, uh, it started out, say, like if you could imagine 100 years ago when they started coming up with electric plants, and you might have Cincinnati, let's say, and Cincinnati has five different companies that want to start an electric plant, and so they all start burning coal in five different directions, but they put up five sets of wires. And so every street has now got five sets of wires right. instead of one Okay, set. but if, if they are government-granted monopolies, then they are not in reality separate entities from the government, and then it's well, not really a legitimate equal, debt. Equal justice. If you're going to be tied to the government, then the government has to provide equal justice. And the power company can't charge you less than, like the rich man's going to be paying the same rate as the poor man. Per kilowatt okay, hour. so in, in Louisiana, they have Clico and Energy, and that's, I mean, that's close to y'all. New Hampshire, I have Eversource, but that that's kind of far away. Clico and Energy have government-granted monopolies in the regions that they are in in Louisiana. 
Therefore, they are not private companies. They are government agencies. And you don't have the same obligations to a government agency, quote, debt that you do to a private sector debt. So well, if that's the case in Equal justice is what I'm talking about. And see, what, what the scam was here in California and Texas, and you're right to, to note that Texas is an island. They intentionally created an island so that the federal government couldn't charge them for this fleecing. Because in, in 70, uh, $71 billion was stolen from California 20 years ago in this, about the same amount of time, two weeks or so. But uh, uh, in Texas, if they intentionally made it so that they're unregulated by the federal government, good luck getting that money well, but back. It, but is, are they government-granted monopolies or not? In Texas, uh, in Texas, they're trying to per, uh, claim that because they have no grid uh, that that goes outside the state of Texas, that the federal government has no control. Okay, over but that. They, you also have the Texas government. So, can anybody who feels like it open an electric company without getting a specific so grant from the state? I'll answer that question for you because it doesn't sound like uh, David has uh, you know those facts sitting in front of him. Well, I could, but. Right. It, it takes a little research to like, do this. So there's an obfuscation that goes on. There's the electric producer, the electric delivery, and the electric biller. And um, these are people who got hoodwinked is really the, the long and the short of it. David's correct on this. Do I think that this is an indictment of the free market? No, I don't, because I don't think this looked anything like a free market. Right. Uh, and um, It's piracy. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's you know, rich people doing what rich people have done for a long time. That seems to be the worst part about this is that it's getting blamed on the free market when it has nothing to do with it. Well, yeah, and so I'm not saying that this behavior would be okay if you are a private entity. I'm saying if, you're, if it is the case that you're not a private entity, I don't even have to get into issues of industry standards and fraud because you're the state, you lose, that's all there is to it. Well, in, in you know, the people of Texas, you got to realize that Texas is such a big state that it's equal the size of uh, the United, uh, what is it, one-third of the continental U.S. And so one fool it's at the It's the number 10 economy in the world, I can tell you that. Yeah, yeah, and it, it, it's like one fool at the top in such a massive land area. And so all of these people in that massive land area get fleeced because they've got a governor that approves of this junk. Well, they have a legislature that's stacked. Well, they're not going to f- approve and, of it, it for well, long. I mean, well, this is I the sort of thing answer, that... though, the, the question about being able to create your own power company. If you put solar panels on your roof in Texas, are you going to get your fair market value for the kilowatts that you're producing off your... Can you sell it to the grid at a fair market value, or is that rigged so that you have no chance of getting fair market value for what you produce? I don't know the answer for Texas. I can tell you Vermont does that. New Hampshire doesn't. Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. Call in, talk about whatever's on your mind. 603-283-6160. Write the number down. That way you've got it. You know you're going to want to talk about something. At least once an evening, you've got something to say on the topics that we talk about. 603-283-6160. It's Mark with you. Beakless Mountaineer. And Melanie. Freedoms Phoenix is a liberty-oriented news aggregation site. Do you want the newest and freshest stories and perspectives on current events from those who value liberty? 
freedomsphoenix.com has it. Their daily dispatch is the best way to stay up to date on science, technology, historical findings, liberty news, government overspending, and the rise of the police state. Freedoms with an S, phoenix.com. That's freedomsphoenix.com. And they do uh, a really great job on uh, just following a lot of stories that uh, get left behind in the corporate media. That's right. I mean, you know, there's just stories that uh, they don't, uh, th- they, them, those, the, those folks don't think that you want to consume, but you in fact do. And freedomsphoenix.com has those stories. So, and and usually from, you know, extraordinarily reputable sources, not all of them. Some of the, some there's some stuff in there that you're like, well, I don't know where those came from, but <laughs> hey, you know, it's up to you. It's an aggregation site, not a filter freedomsphoenix.com let's go to dustin calling in from dustin the wind calling in from kansas dustin you're on free talk live hoopty djs and uh flp uh tonight it's just the um crack cocaine uh cigars that that that, that were allowed like uh ll cool j lush love cool cool john hancock but uh, uh i have no idea what a crack cocaine cigar is it's it's kind of like the um, powerful can of Gatorade I, I was working on last night. Uh huh. The gateway drug, the it, cigarettes, and the, and the flavored water. Well, 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 you know the corrupt or or or, or the scared. There's some scared out there about coffee being oh, gateway, coffee. or 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 like the legalization. The legalization of coffee. <laughs> no, the, the marijuana. Marijuana legalization. The, the gateway drugs. Well, uh, marijuana is a gateway drug. <laughs> that's, that's what they claim. Well, it won't be once but, but, it's legalized, right? No, you're right. You're right. I, I'm just supporting the legalization. Okay. Okay. But uh, I, I, I had a, I had a question. What, what do you think the FOP from um, the firefighters, the corrections officers, or or even Secret Service? What do you think they think about um, supporting the? Uh, the, the the worst two and no government after Adolf Hitler. What do I think the firefighters think about the, the FOP? What is the SLP? FOP, the Fraternity Order of Police. Okay, FOP, got it. What do the police Don't and the firefighters think? think about supporting the worst two and no government since Hitler? Yeah. What's that mean? The um the um. Don't you think that they would even want their name changed, like Guardian Angel, Fraternity? I don't know. Uh, yeah, if they really support it, but they, they've got to be just Which government are we talking about? Are we talking about the government of the United States? Yeah, yeah, it, it, it has its good things. I, I, I mean, like the um, previous caller in the uh, electricity. Yeah, we, we, we've got reason to be grateful, but but I mean, we're, we're, we, we've been in a... War for what? What over three decades with crack cigars? Absolutely. Six zero three two eight three six one six zero. Dustin, thank you for the call. Dustin's in Kansas. That's my favorite part of that that caller. By the way, is that his name is Dustin, and he's in Kansas. I wish his last name was the Wind. Anyway. um Let's go on with our story here, Peakless. It's a. Uh, <laughs> I know. I know. It's uh, it's Disney. Moving on. <laughs> Uh, in a way, Trump was right. 
There was a conspiracy unfolding behind the scenes, one which one that both curtailed the protests and coordinated the resistance from CEOs. Now, it doesn't take much to figure out that the uh, the author of the story is probably uh, a leftist of some sort uh, that seems to. The, the very idea that he says Trump is right is amazing. Yeah, I think I think one of the one of the biggest purposes of this is that it's sort of a test case. Like, can we get our voters to defend this idea? Can we get the people who wanted Trump out of office at any cost to defend in conversation the lengths that we had to go to now that we are starting to admit a few of them? And, uh, yeah, there's a... What are those lengths? Well... Uh, well, like I covered a, a second ago, the the curtailed the protests. Who knew that was a thing you could do? We can just call up the right people and they'll go, okay, okay, guys, guys, I know you want to protest, but just hold on a second. Right. No one's ever, you know, I've gone to more than one protest. No one's ever rang me up and said, hey, could you not go to this one? Mm-hmm. You know. Hey. Yep. Uh so the the uh, curtailing protests and coordinating the resistance from CEOs, both surprises were the result of an informal alliance between left wing activists and business titans. Okay, that is a match made in hell, in my opinion. Yeah, that doesn't sound like the kind of people that they generally uh, would hook up with. But it really lets you know where the Democratic Party is at today. Yeah, it's a center left party that's uh, you know a corporatist uh, monolith. Yeah, sure. The pact was formalized in a terse, little-noticed joint statement of the U.S. Chamber of Commerce and the AFL-CIO, uh, which, uh, for those who don't know, is the uh, largest union uh, organization in yeah. the country. My dad was a local president of, of an uh, Published on Election Day. I also thought it was—so I actually looked this thing up. They, they do pretty much quote it, except they leave out that this was actually a, a joint publication between, yes, the, uh, the AFL-CIO— the Chamber of Commerce, and also the National African American Clergy Network and the National Association of Evangelicals. Mm. So, uh, like, this is, uh, as a press release, it's labeled AFL-CIO, Chamber of Commerce, National Faith Leaders, Call for Votes to be Counted. And I think that's just interesting that in this very clearly left-written uh, document, they leave out that it's the the faith leaders as well that were in this uh, particular pact. Which, honestly, I think, uh, and this might just be me going off on a wild tangent here, but I think there is a huge difference between participating in ancient traditions that can give you some kind of view of the world before the... the uh, Overton window of the day <laughs> and the uh, the people that are running these organizations and directing where their focus goes. It is interesting that they got together. I would not have expected the uh, the evangelical group um, and, you know, evangelicals are, you know, widely disparaged as supporting a Trump who is clearly not, uh, you know, a, a particularly pious man. It goes on to say that uh, both sides would see it as some sort of implicit bargain inspired by the summer's massive, sometimes destructive racial justice protests in which forces of labor came together with the forces of capital to keep the peace and oppose Trump's assault on democracy. Trump's when assault. did that happen? Well, apparently, uh, as this describes it, his assault on democracy had to do with having people actually show up at the polls and vote. Right, um, you know, because 
something we'd never done before was like this vote by mail. I'm not talking about absentee ballots. Vote by mail uh, was democracy because we said it. The number 603-283-6160, 603-283-6160. Do you feel like your nation, state, or community no longer holds your values? Have you dreamt of a place where people agree that liberty is important and are free to pursue their projects so long as they respect the property of others? There are many people just like you that are discovering FreePrivateCities.com. Their social media links are at the upper right of the page at FreePrivateCities.com. All skill levels will be needed when the first of the Free Private Cities opens. It's sooner than you think. Stop arguing and build. FreePrivateCities.com Talk Live, 603-283-6160. That's the call-in line. It's 603-283-6160. You can call in, talk about whatever's on your mind. It's Mark with you. Beakless Mountaineer. And Melanie. We are talking about a story here where they're exposing the secret conspiracy to get Joe Biden elected and... It's just, I mean, stunning what's being admitted to, that there is a uh, an agreement between uh, you know, leftist protesters, evangelicals, and uh, the U.S. Chamber of Commerce to all basically do away with Donald Trump. Well, as they say, the extraordinary shadow effort was dedicated not to winning the vote, but to ensuring that it would be a free, fair, credible, and uncorrupted vote. Well, that's the thing is, is that they decided to roll out. This is the the part. One of the parts about this that bothers me is, is Trump was elected in a world where you couldn't necessarily just sit at home and vote. You know, that's not what an absentee ballot is. An absentee ballot says that you know you're going to be absent from town, or maybe you're too ill, or you know, there's a few things out there that. And say, you really just have to be smart enough to lie. They don't come check your house to make sure you're not there. Like, yes, it's really silly. It's true. Um, you know, when you're like, for instance, uh, I recent, you know, when I voted absentee here in New Hampshire, the town in which you live in New Hampshire is rarely the place that you are all day. Right. I mean, you know, people live in one town, work in another uh, grocery shop in another because these are small places. They're tiny. And so. It, I had to swear that I was going to be absent from town that day on such and such day. Well, absent doesn't mean absent the entire day from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. or whenever they do voting. I don't know. Um, it just means absent. So if you were absent for one minute, you would have been absent from town. And that would have been an accurate statement. So, uh, you know, I looked at this. I wasn't going to be in town that day. Um, that's why I got the absentee ballot. But I can read. And I read what I wrote, what I signed, and what I signed said I was going to be absent from town, and that's not a big commitment. Well, that was before the virus struck. Right. And with the virus, it's something entirely different. And, and, and look, if people had had to write in and say, hey, I want my ballot, 
that might have been something for me. But the idea that you're sending ballots to people's houses and then those ballots get returned and there's no guarantee of who si- who did what or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, I get other people's mail who presumably used to live there all the time. U-Haul bills they never paid, magazines they signed up for. I get mail I from- could, you know, I could just e- easily open their ballot and fill it out. I get mail from people who've been dead for, for 10 years. I mean, come on. This is ridiculous. Should, should they have gotten to vote? Please go ahead. Uh, skipping a bit here. Uh, the the scenario, the shadow campaigners, and I do love the, the phrasing that they use in this, like cabal, conspiracy, shadow campaign. You know, just very on the level kind of stuff. Obviously, you know, for the forces of good. Uh, that the shadow campaigners were desperate to stop was not a Trump victory. It was an election so calamitous that no result could be discerned at all. A failure of the central act of democratic self-governance that has been a hallmark of America since its founding. Okay, so, so democracy does not mean stuff you like. It means everybody votes and whoever has the most people in a position wins. Right, and I would be willing to say that every election in U.S. history has been misreported. You know, I mean, like the idea that you believe that all the numbers you see are the actual numbers, you're a fool. I have never once seen a recount of votes get to the same number. I mean, I've been in small organizations of 30 people, and we've had to vote twice just to figure out who's voting for what. Come on. The idea that you can have 340 million people in the United States and I don't even know how many millions of votes there were, tens of millions of votes there were, but there were many, many. Their work touched every aspect of the election. They got states to change voting systems and laws and helped secure hundreds of millions in public and private funding. The So changing the laws mid-game does sound wrong, doesn't it? I mean, like Trump came in under one system and won under one system and then couldn't win under a different system. Changing the rules doesn't isn't necessarily a good thing. Look, I don't care that much. As far as I'm concerned, they're all crooked old perverts. And that's what I've been saying here on the air for the last two years. Pick your favorite crooked old pervert, but... You know, I mean, I just got to say the Democrats have been really ugly for the last four years. And the Republicans were ugly for the la- for the eight before that, but they weren't this ugly. They didn't change the rules. And wasn't that exactly what Trump was claiming? Yes. That they changed the rules midstream at the last minute, all of a sudden. Yes. And I mean... So, like, uh, this is the first time that we're doing a bunch of mail-in ballots anyway, but they didn't even follow the rules that they had for the mail-in ballots, like, you know, putting your address on them. (laughs) If you cannot write your address on an envelope, and properly, even, you don't need to be deciding who gets to be CEO of the U.S. That's the thing, though, is, is that there are people out there that want everyone, no matter how mind-numbingly stupid they are no matter uh, like you know they they, you know no matter how useless they are to society no matter what they have to have a say and the idea that the drunken hobo on the corner has the same say as the uh you know 
productive engineer or the uh, wealthy CEO or the, uh, the the housewife working her butt off to make sure that every the ends meet, whatever the situation is, that that offends me because no, they're not the same. They're not. And I hate the idea that the the smartest person in America who voted vote was canceled out by the dumbest person in America's vote. Maybe they voted for the same person. And it's really because some of these people are sub-functional. And they're not being taken care of by family members. Not that that would matter too much. They're they're just groups of sub-functional people. It's like build a voter workshop for the DNC. You go and create programs that keep people who can't function at all alive. And then if you can somehow get a piece of name with their you used to have to actually drag them to the polls, but now yes. you just have to get a piece of paper with their name on it to somehow make it into the mail, even though it's not a. If it was a regular letter, it would get returned to sender. Like you, you, you're creating people to vote, and then saying that they shouldn't have to even be able to vote. Like create better people because you're creating them kind of from scratch anyway. At least one who's smart enough to address an envelope. Skipping a bit here, uh, quote, every attempt to interfere with the proper outcome of this election was defeated, says Ian Basson, co-founder of Protect Democracy, a nonpartisan rule of law advocacy group. That's one thing about this article. They go over and over about how nonpartisan and bipartisan. It's like, see, there were Republicans that hated Trump, too. There are Republicans. I mean, all you had to do is see what Mitch McConnell was willing to do when Trump got out of office. A a good percentage of the, the, the Senate turned on him immediately um, now maybe they didn't think it was uh, you know there was any point in impeaching him i would say that it is unconstitutional to impeach somebody who's not the president and trump wasn't the president are they going to impeach me next i'm not the president um I, I, <laughs> they could make sure i, don't I would win. actually disagree with you on that but uh Go ahead. so the uh the constitutionality i i actually agree with the decision that it is constitutional to impeach someone who isn't in office it, uh, because it keeps you from getting in office again what does that have to do with the constitutionality of the trial doesn't well, it say that the well the constitution's extremely permissive on this point uh yes they can in fact impeach you for picking your nose if that's what the senate wants to do yes but am i uh, when i'm not president yes okay and that will mean so it's that, not impeachment and that will president, mean that we'll, there will never be a mark edge president oh I, I, if they successfully I think, we can, impeach I think we can bet money on that today <laughs> The number, 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. Call in, talk about whatever's on your mind. It's Mark with you. Peakless Mountaineer. And Melanie. 603-283-6160 at 603-283-6160. Call in. Talk about whatever's on your mind. That's what we do here on Free Talk Live. Let's go to the phones. We will get back to the uh, the conspiracy here to uh, overthrow the 2020 election or, or whatever is going on. But save it. Save it. Save, save, save. That's right. savior of the election. We are saving the election. Uh, I do want to give a quick mention to ForkFest.Party. That is the website for the event that Free Talk Live throws, or I guess we don't throw it, but I mean, we are there. No one throws it. 
That's right. Now you're not allowed to say that would be centralized. It's it, it's you're not allowed to say it's centralized in any way. It, it must be said that it's decentralized. Who's not allowing you to say this? Uh, <laughs> I can tell you. Well, that- actually, you know, we could say that, and in fact, anyone, anyone in the entire world could, in fact, say that they are responsible for Forkfest. I say that I am responsible for Forkfest. Go to Forkfest.party. <laughs> uh, you don't have to sign up because, well, nobody's in charge, and. Yeah, it's a great fun. I'll tell you that much. I have gone every year that it has been in existence. It's a lot of fun. If you want to make food and sell it, feel free. If you want to have classes and teach people how to do things, by all means. You want to have a dance party? Do that too. Do whatever. Bring your solar-powered car. I don't care. It's your fun. Do what you want. Uh, There's lots of fun folks to be uh, met and had there at ForkFest.Party. I don't mean had in the biblical way. Forkfest.party. Let's go to Pat calling in from Michigan. Pat, you're on Free Talk Live. Good evening, gentlemen. And Miss Melanie, thank you for putting me on the edge, <laughs> Mr. Mark. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> uh, are, are you or are you not the one that used to farm hogs? I did. I did far- farmed hogs for years. Uh, we had yes. uh, at my house up to 52 of them. It was 52 souls at one point. Well, we've both been knee deep in uh, excrement. Yes, we have. Right. Uh, I, I I think the furthest I ever went was twenty two chitlins from one sow. That is pretty breed. impressive to get a sow to to, to do, did she keep them all? No, it was it was bad. It was winter. Yeah. It, it it was ugly. Mm. Yeah. And I was not ill. I was ill trained in how to make hog stalls and such. Yeah. I mean, it, it 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 made me real sad. I moved from a farm to a property, and I wasn't set up to do what the hell I needed to do. Nature but, is uh, a harsh mistress, that's for sure. Yes, 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 she is. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, I, I believe yeah, the election was stolen. I mean, with all this stuff that went down in Portland and. There was bombs and bricks and bats and whatnot being dropped off in all corners of the country. And it, it's it's ill-conceived to even believe that this wasn't contrived. Well, well now, I, uh, here's something to consider, though. Okay, I, I agree with you. I definitely think that this was, uh, and I don't know the specifics and the details, and we never will because there won't be uh, a court or an investigation. But, okay, no, if you, if you believe that this was stolen... Dropped. If you believe that this election was stolen, do you think the next one will be? Pat, do you trust the next election? I think that's the question. That is the conundrum, and it's it, it breaks my heart. Because I think that if they, um, like, you need to know what the rules are. And I don't believe the Republicans entirely understood what the rules were. Like, the, the you know, the the whole thing changed. Now, I'm not saying that they shouldn't have known. I don't know what they should and shouldn't have known. It seemed like there was a lot of arguing over things before it all took place. This shouldn't be the way it should. And I agree. That shouldn't be that shouldn't be the way. I don't think it should be right. so easy. Thanks for the call, Pat. I appreciate that. Um, I don't think it should be just so easy as to you sit at home and they send a ballot to you and you send that ballot back in. I think that's ridiculous because I've lived in places where, um, you know, we get the central mail situation and there's a whole bunch of people who've moved out and moved in over time. 
I mean, at the the very studio in which I am, I'm at. I can't tell you how many people have lived at this place. So every ballot that comes here that I have those people's names on it, many of whom no longer even live in New Hampshire, let alone um, in this 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 structure, should. We, should should Ian, who has uh, you know lived here the longest, should he get to fill out all the ballots for those people and send them in? Well, and the thing that this goes over and over is that they're making sure that, like the the press release that it mentioned, it's all about making sure every vote gets counted. Right. Well, you had a whole bunch of potential votes that you could have sent in. Should every vote that you could have sent in? get counted or should only you know the legal ones get counted it wouldn't be that difficult to come up with an app you know i don't know put an american eagle on it right a u.s voting app that uh, allows you to register in one location and one location only with you know a blockchain that allows you to see what your vote is but not everybody else see what your vote is so it maintains the the blind ballot situation if they wanted a fair and just voting system we'd have it this isn't a mystery ladies and gentlemen and and not to mention transparent absolutely transparent and you could vote from your phone and you wouldn't even have to go to the the office all you'd have to do is go scan a qr code that sits on town hall's door or wherever you vote um you say bloop bloop this is my uh, voting location. You scan it one time and then you're you're good for every election if they really want people's opinion. But pretty soon they'll find out that, oh, now the other side's figured out how to get their opinion heard. And they don't want those opinions heard. Anyway, it's uh, it, it it's frustrating. So uh, going on with the quote of uh, uh, Ian Basson, the co-founder of Protect Democracy. But it's massively important for the country to understand that it didn't happen accidentally. The system didn't work magically. Democracy is not self-executing. And that's why the participants want... uh, That's the end of the quote. That's why the participants want the secret history of the 2020 election told, even though it sounds like a paranoid fever dream, a well-funded cabal of powerful people ranging across industries and ideologies, working together behind the scenes to influence perceptions, change rules and laws, steer media coverage, and control the flow of information. So, uh, power brokers, lobbyists, and uh, and and self-interested organizations got together to make sure we had a fair democratic election. And activists. Don't forget <laughs> the activists. You know, I mean... Like I mean, is it like, okay, so is this worse? I mean, what's the worst situation, the worst of the two situations? A, everybody in America who can figure out how to fill a circle in or press a button gets to decide who's CEO of the U.S. Or some evil but competent people get to secretly pick who's CEO of the U.S. and blame it on the population. I mean... I, I don't know that there's Given a clear the choice between answer the two, to I'd that. say the former. Yeah, I'll take incompetent over evil every time, um, and and I have actually. I, f- I feel like I, you know what I feel well, they're like. They're not I'm, morally upstanding incompetent people. They're just no I, regular I would say, average incompetent. I would say well, that, and that's and that's exactly it. Is that you would get an average of good versus evil over the entire population, which is going to be a a higher good than just the very evil competent people. I would say this, Melanie, is is that we would be better off with randomly selecting 
Yes, but that wasn't one of. It is not one of the options. That was not one of the options. <laughs> I would. Say, I will take random selection. Right. I mean, if if what we're doing is is uh, is going to use a democratic system, I would like a fair election, like everybody else. But I would also, I think that this is completely a fair thing to say, is that if half of the people are uh, below average intelligence and half are above average intelligence. Why are we taking the half that are dumb's opinion on uh, this topic? Now, oftentimes you'll find that people do opt out uh, voting if they don't have any information at all. But you'd be surprised how many people vote that have very little information. Well, and there is actually a productive reason for that. So like right now in in academia, woke culture is exploding. Yes. Like uh, a, a basically a neo-Marxist view of reality is dominant in the intelligentsia of America. Right. So that's your above average intelligence people in general if I is largely that- dominated by that. So if that's all that gets to make the decision, then all you have to do is take academia and you've got the country. If I thought that people were taking teachers seriously when I was an undergrad, I would have been a lot more terrified by it. <laughs> I, I didn't. I thought we all knew that this was just like a hazing program to get a good job. I didn't think we were like taking these idiots at their face value. Yeah, I can't even imagine um, ending up back in college a la Rodney Dangerfield these days. You know, they, uh, I haven't seen, is it Back to School? Whatever, the uh, the Rodney Dangerfield comedy is where he follows his son back to school, uh, back to college. I can't even imagine what it would be like to stuck be stuck in a poli-sci uh, class right now. Uh, I mean, you know, it'd be me and the teacher arguing constantly. They'd have to kick me out. 603-283-6160 Free Talk Live If you want to move to the free state And you're looking for some real estate Well, I know a guy who's really great It's the Realtor Mark Ward Looking for a great real estate investment? Consider New Hampshire, which is ground zero for the liberty movement. Your first call should be to Mark Warden from Porcupine Real Estate. He's more than just a real estate agent. He's your New Hampshire concierge. Where are the best places to live? Do you want farms, city, the burbs, or forest? Do you want a duplex or multifamily building so that renters pay your mortgage? There are homes in all price ranges in New Hampshire, and Mark can help with financing, too. Invest in liberty and property. Mark Warden can help. PorcupineRealEstate.com Free Talk Live Free Talk Live Call in, talk about whatever's on your mind the number 603-283-6160 603-283-6160 it's mark with you Beakless mountaineer and melanie we uh talked about the conspiracy that was wide out in the, in the open written by time magazine on how to uh, make the election uh go the way that the democrats wanted it to go which I suppose it's pretty obvious that there were teams that wanted to go one way and teams that wanted to go another. Uh, the question is, is how uh, how fair was it all going to be? Well, the team that won certainly is going to call it fair. 
Well, they just were making sure that everyone would see it as a free and fair election. They certainly everyone... are pushing that point home. <laughs> see, everyone knows the way this one went because, you know, all the corporate media told you the same guy. They certainly did. It, it did seem that they were singing of one voice. Uh, have we covered pretty much everything in that? Or is there, uh, no, it, there's there's definitely a couple of uh, of quick bit like this one. I've just got to finish the the, the paragraph yep, here, please. Um, so it's uh, uh, even though it sounds like a paranoid fever dream, a well funded cabal of powerful people ranging across industries and ideologies working together behind the scenes to influence perceptions, change rules and laws, steer media coverage, and control the flow of information. You know, that sounds legit. Yeah, right. We, we had to do it to have a fair election. It's important that we control the flow of information. Yeah. I mean, otherwise it won't be a legitimate election. One of the previous quotes that we uh, that we heard uh, said that they uh, they weren't. They oh, weren't. oh, that's that. That might be the very next sentence. Okay. Uh, they were not rigging the election. They were fortifying it. <laughs> I love that. So, like with iron or vitamin D, or is this yeah. milk? Like breakfast cereal. And they believe that the public needs to understand the system's fragility in order to ensure that democracy in America endures. That sounds like a mafia threat. You need to understand the fragility of the system. <laughs> anything, anything you do with a fake Italian accent sounds like a mafia threat. You need to understand the fragility of the situation. What, what, what is it? Uh, the, give me the quote one more time. The, uh, hang on. Sorry. I was... <laughs> Go in somewhere else here for a second. Uh, and they believe the public needs to understand the system's fragility in order to ensure that ensure that democracy in America endures. You need to understand the fragility so that uh, democracy is going to endure here in America. You you need to get it because if you don't get it, you're going to get it. And since we're since obviously we have nowhere near the amount of time to actually read through the article, I just wanted to point out a few things that are fun. Uh, so it mentions over and over again uh, how they were prepared for the accusation of fraud. And I'll tell you, the only time that I would be prepared for the accusation of fraud is when I'm committing fraud. I mean, that's <laughs> not that's not true. Sometimes you're. You've never said something that sounded fake, <laughs> but it was true. Well, yes. Like I, there being a secret cabal of a shadow campaign? Like like, like that. <laughs> well, okay. many times when I say things that aren't, uh, that, that don't sound, sound like, like they're true, at all. they're probably not true. But um, yes, of course, we've all had instances. The thing is, is that uh, the question is, do you believe these folks after these? You know, this is their this is their article. This is written by the leftists, you know, and let me tell you the uh, one time, Melanie. So I was over at a girlfriend's house. I'm in high school and uh, her sister's friend was staying with her and she was and I had to go to work and it was on the other side of town. And so I had a, um, I, I took her friend back home and she had her overnight bag. Sometime I was taking a corner or whatever. The bag fell over. And uh, then, you know, my girlfriend gets in the car. Maybe it's a day later. Maybe it's three days later. I have no idea exactly how long. She reaches under the seat, maybe to adjust it or for whatever reason, and pulls out a pair of underpants. I, I mean, that looks bad, it right? It really looks bad. It really, <laughs> but really. But I'm sure you had explanations coming through your head when you saw that come up. I, I, it took me a minute <laughs> like because I'd never seen those underpants in my life. I had no idea how they got there. I didn't know that her, her underpants fell out of the bag. But um, 
she uh, j- just to be clear uh this this woman no fool called and checked it's, it's whether this girl lost her underpants and exactly how she lost I mean, them. that's fair because that does look shady, sure but does. you happen to be innocent. <laughs> I did happen to be innocent. And this is why we have criminal defense attorneys. So uh, another important point in the article uh, is, so th- what they really needed is money. And even though they had, you know, $400 million from the CARES program, that wasn't enough. $400 million is a lot of money. It is, but it it's wasn't not about enough. <laughs> so they needed, that's when private philanthropy had to step in. And among other things, they had to get the $300 million from the Chan Zuckerberg Foundation. Ah, yeah, that's on the level. Right. I'm sure Facebook wasn't involved in any way, shape, or form in uh, stifling the voices of Trump supporters. No, no. Yeah. The, uh, and uh, remember, I, Russian memes <laughs> caused Hillary Clinton to lose. Well, what else could it be? Could it be that people are actually sick of the establishment and that the entire election of Trump was an indictment of the political system? Yeah, no, that's what, Russian bots. <laughs> right, that's that's exactly what it is. This is really what it is. I mean, when a corrupt, disreputable businessman is still better than those the options that we had being given by the Democrats. Frankly, I think Tulsi Gabbard would have been a better choice, mind you. But that wasn't the option you were given. It was not the option I was given. It As was a matter Hillary of fact, Clinton. The previous president likely intervened, uh, based on uh, you know on the current, pre- uh, in, in intervened on behalf of the current president in order to get him in. By that I mean, uh, all the Democrats basically dropped out on the same day, enough to the point that Biden could then somehow Biden, who was a an also ran an un, you know wasn't even placing. It was Bernie Sanders who was winning, and then something had to happen. And the best I can tell is Barack Obama picked up a phone and made a phone call to uh, to all the folks. Well, yeah, and they weren't going to let out. Bernie Sanders win. Yeah, they couldn't. They just couldn't do that. Although it looks like we're about to get UBI anyway, so there you go. What, what's going to um, result? They in- keep adding stimulus checks to every bill that yes i think they're like slowly adding ubi yeah i think uh, there's going to be a stimulus check for people with uh there's going to be monthly stimulus checks for people with kids as i understand it yeah and this one's a tricky one because i mean they've pretty much disarmed the the fiscally conservative argument because from the fiscally conservative argument well you forced us to lose a bunch of money you you destroyed our businesses. Yeah. You made it so that we couldn't collect rent. Like you actually legitimately owe us a bunch of money specifically for your actions. Right. The government is responsible for tanking the economy, so it should be responsible for a, pay, attempting to make people whole, at least in some manner or another. And, and it feels weird because if you if the government destroyed your property. And then you sued them in a regular lawsuit. I think most people would not have any kind of feelings about that. But if instead they said, well, no, we're not going to do lawsuits. I stole, you know, I mean, some people lost a lot last year. Yeah. I stole $30,000 from you and I'm going to give you back 5000 but I'm going to call it a stimulus check. And then you're going to feel some kind of way about that. That's... I understand why on an emotional level, but that makes no sense. Oh, they yeah, owe you a money. Terrible way to do it. Get it back. You would think so. Well, and uh, and part of the 
okay, so I mean, it's not hard to get the left to call for this. But part of the thing is like, well, hey, every other country in the world that forced their uh, population to stop working, they're paying their bills for them. Why aren't you? Oh, and that's not an advocacy, by the way, of actually passing the bill. But if money shows up in your bank account, from the perspective of just a regular person, there's no reason to feel any kind of way about that. From the perspective of policymakers deciding that you will both be unemployed and get $1,400 checks, that's a problem. Indeed. Are those the quotes that you wanted to get? Uh, there, there was a, a little bit more, but uh, mostly they just uh, they talk about you know their bipartisan effort to completely fundamentally change the the election. But uh, yeah, and then there's there's just a, a a line about a secret nameless project to track disinformation on the internet that yeah. I was. Uh, I love who honestly gets- like guys go read this thing. It's totally worth it. Yeah, this article is uh, very important. Probably the one of the more important articles is going to be published this year. Uh, the idea that uh, somebody gets to decide what is disinformation on the internet. Talk Live. The number is 603-283-6160. It's 603-283-6160. It's Mark with you. Bigless Mountaineer. And Melanie. And the next article we have in, I can't say I know everything about what M1 and M2 are, but I have looked it up relatively recently, and I know that uh, there are different forms of money and trying to count how much money there is and that kind of thing. Because, you know, is the amount of money in circulation the number of bills and coins that exist? Is it the amount that's available in people's checking accounts to be spent on their debit cards? Um, is it, you know, is it the money that's in their money markets and savings accounts that can be very quickly moved over to their checking accounts and spent? So these are all different forms of money, and I believe they're called, in fact, M1, M2, M3. What I don't know is, what is M0? Um, because I know it exists. I, I think M0 is is just the uh, the uh, dollars and cents, like the, uh, um, it's, I, I think it's Maybe it's either, just coins or bills. Yeah, I think both. it's either uh, coins and bills, or it's coins, bills, and checking accounts, but not, uh, what was it? Oh, uh, it's cash, cash and coins. Oh, there you go. So you can call in and tell us 603-283-6160. But one thing that would disturb me greatly is if they started counting the money differently or not counting it at all. Yeah. So M1 and M2 are not great. Well, they're the, they're not great for telling you how much Federal Reserve notes are in circulation slash slash existence it's the closest that i'm aware of that we have they're not going to give you like real numbers right no. but it's it's fairly good it's the closest that you're going to get except you're not going to get it anymore right it's at one point we were getting m1 m2 m3 quarterly they're reporting these things and you know economists are doing stuff with these numbers now they don't get the numbers yeah so they used to publish them every week and one of them too, anyway. And I wish I could show you this chart because it's not even an upward slope anymore. And it doesn't go all the way back to 1913. It looks like it goes back to 1970, though. Yeah. Well, so 
the dollar changed dramatically in the very early, very late, uh, six, like 1970, right? 69, 70, 71 in that time frame with the, uh, I think it's called the Bretton Wood Accords. Yeah, the end of the Bretton Wood system. Yeah, so um, what happened was it, it basically had to do with France and uh, calling in dollar gold back dollars because the only co- the only places that could get gold back dollars or gold back currency was country to country like the average citizen couldn't get the silver that backed their silver certificate unless they had quarters um which up until 64 were made of silver and it looks like that's uh, how far back this chart goes yeah so uh to to describe it briefly so uh you have from the end of the Bretton Woods till about 2008 and it's at a, a certain upward trajectory uh, b- below $2 trillion. Right. Then after 2008 to 2020, it goes at a much sharper trajectory where it goes to about $4 trillion. And then at 2020, it just goes completely vertical. Yeah, so from 1970 to, to 2019, it's an upward slope because, of course, it is. It's inflation. That's what it's going to be. 2020 is a line straight up. Yeah, so um, what I've been told is is that one-third of all the U.S. dollars that have ever been created were created in uh, the last 12 months. Yeah. And that is a terrifying thing to say. It, it, it Shortly, if we continue at the same pace, it's going to be one-half were created since the beginning of 2020. And something tells me that it's not going to slow down, given who's in power now. Well, if it doesn't slow down, then catastrophic things are going to happen to the uh, U.S. economy. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm not kidding you. I know that we are a circus sideshow when it comes to talk radio in America. I know y'all have been chuckling at us for a very long time, but I can tell you this. There are some extraordinarily wealthy people who listened to us on Bitcoin back in the day because I know more about economics than the vast majority of talk show hosts out there they are political hacks that will tell you anything to get their particular trained pony into this circus i'm telling you right now these liars and thieves are stealing your wealth they're you know they're not stealing it in the sense you've you've given them this power you voted for these crap holes and you gave them this power but if you want to protect your family because that's who you're responsible for if you want to protect them Today's the day you need to start thinking about this stuff. They are telling you, listen to people, they'll tell you who they are. They're telling you they're liars. They're stopping reporting important financial data. There's only a few things you can do. You can buy things of value. Maybe those things are toilet paper. Maybe those things are, uh, you know, ammunition. Maybe you're going to take on... uh, If you can get ammunition anymore. Right, it's very difficult. Yeah, there's a shortage of that. Surprise, surprise. I, I, I'm going through the things that I wouldn't do <laughs> right now, um, but maybe you're going to take on some real estate uh, and you can get a fixed rate for that loan. If you can get a fixed rate real estate loan and interest rates skyrocket, you're going to be in real nice shape. Those are real things. You can touch a house, you can touch ammunition, you can touch proper, uh, toilet paper. Maybe you're going to go into metals. Things are looking good. Maybe we're talking gold and silver. Maybe even some of these wild metals out there. Since you mentioned it, I am pretty skeptical about interest rates skyrocketing because uh, it seems to be the general plan to keep them artificially low forever. Well, that's that's kind of phase, whatever phase we're in. If you want to say that's phase one or phase two, that's not... Mm. 
the infinity plan necessarily. But if you so if they're going to keep it artificially low, they've got to do that by making money highly available. If they make money highly available, property uh, is dep- uh, the the price of property is going to go up very very quickly. We saw that happen in the past, and there's a reason that people are buying houses hand over fist. It's not because it's not just because living in New York or New Jersey sucks, and everybody wants to go to Florida and Texas where they're a little freer. It also has to do with the availability of money right now. And money's available because they need to get it into the marketplace. What I would recommend is I, I'd, I'd go further than the vast majority of uh, the banks out there that are saying things like have one or two percent of your money in cryptocurrency. I'd go have 10 percent. Get some cryptocurrency. If you're going to prep for the worst possible situation, prep for the best because people who bought crypto – on our urging back of the day, they're pretty happy about it. Sure, we've I haven't guessed right on every single cryptocurrency here on the air, but I've guessed right in the sense that cryptocurrency has worked. So uh, that's my recommendation to you. Please go on, Melanie. Yeah, and so this this came out on February twenty third. The after in the afternoon, in the morning that day is when the Federal Reserve interbank system went down. Yeah. So the Federal Reserve couldn't it couldn't keep its own computer system up. This is terrifying, ladies and gentlemen. The, these This is telegraphing a message to you. You need to listen. And with the price of Bitcoin down, it's a great time to buy. Yep. Yes, absolutely. That's what I'm going to say. 603-283-6160. 603-283-6160. Free Talk Live. Look, I'm sorry, but you're in for a world of pain if you use Coinomi. The reason is their wallet doesn't support payments. The solution is simple. Let them hear your voice. Message Coinomi on Twitter. It takes five seconds and tell them any pay sent you because they're on the fence right now. And your voice will prove that people care about using Bitcoin for payments. Go tweet at Coinomi now or even better, leave a review in the app store. They really pay attention there. Thanks. Talk live, call in. Well, right now we're talking about money, but you are welcome to call in and talk about whatever you want to talk about. It's 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. It's Mark with you. Beakless Mountaineer. And Melanie. Want to tell you real quick quick about sportkilt.com. Everyone has their own idea of what freedom is. For some, freedom is the freedom to swing free like the Scotsmen do. Richie Rich and I have uh, some great kilts that we got from sportkilt.com. And uh, Peakless, you are also a kilt owner. I am a uh, long-standing and proud kilt wearer, yes. Melanie, you call your kilts skirts. And and you can even see that our hosts here on Free Talk Live uh, enjoy wearing sport kilts' particular form of freedom. at, And you can find them, uh, these pictures, at kilts dot freetalklive.com that's kilts as in plural because there's more than one of us kilts dot freetalklive.com and if you haven't felt the freedom and you haven't felt freedom until you've worn a kilt from sportkilt.com made in the usa use code ftl to save it's sportkilt.com so i said something uh, just as we were coming 
out of the break to you guys that I believe to be true um, that uh, I want to give the definitions of what M0, M1, M2, M3 are. Right. So understand that each one of these includes everything underneath it. So M0 is money. Um, it's just the, the cash, cash money, baby. Uh, M0 includes money in circulation plus checkable deposits in banks. So checkable, I believe, means you can write a check on it. Right. Um, M2 is, let's see, uh, it may include uh, savings accounts. I'm not entirely sure on that. M2 includes money market mutual funds and saving yeah saving deposits less than um $100,000. So M2 includes savings accounts. This is why there's a distinction between checking accounts and savings accounts. You always wonder, well what do you, what is it there's not like there's interest on either of these things. It barely even matters. M3 has is large time deposits in banks, so like CDs and these sorts of things. Um I believe that M3 stopped being reported back in like 2004. Um, Which but, is definitely news to me and makes this much more terrifying if that's the case. Yeah, it, it, that has, M3 has not been reported at least for a while. I don't go back, page. And I find that kind of surprising because uh, of the of the of the ways of accounting for how much money you have. Right. M3 so, is the one that the Federal Reserve has the most control over. If they want to increase it, they can issue more bonds. If they want to decrease it, they can buy back more of their own bonds. Wait, bonds? Treasury bonds. Treasury bonds, yeah. Was that in there? I don't know if treasury bonds are listed in this. I mean, it was CDs, so maybe it's, oh, okay. maybe it's, maybe that's listed, maybe it's not. So I don't would know. Be, that would be the, the commercial bank's uh, issuances then. Yeah, I have to, to okay. give the simple stuff here, and I can't it. say that I know that for sure, but I can tell you this, this for certain. It, March 23rd, 2006, uh, Board of Governors of the Federal Reserve System will cease the publication of the M3 monetary aggregate. So at this point, they're not reporting... M3, M2, or M1. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. So at this point, we're only talking about uh, coins and bills. And ladies and gentlemen, that's not what money is anymore. Hasn't been for a long time. Yeah. Money isn't the coins and bills because we don't, we don't all possess the things in our bank accounts. Well, there and there isn't that many of them. Right. Whether you want, if everybody wanted to get cash, well, you, you can't for multiple reasons. Right. It used to be fractional reserve. Now it's just non-reserve. So th- right. that cash doesn't exist, and even the money that exists—that's poor phrasing of the the reserve portion. It's not all in physical cash. Does it? If it isn't accounted for, does it even exist? What do you mean if it's not accounted for? Well, um, at this point, they're not. the The presumption is is that in a democracy, it's of the people, by the people, for the people. Remember that bullcrap. I remember because if they that, yeah. said it was of the uh, politicians by the lobbyists for the corporations, they would put their heads on pikes. So they say of the people by the people for the people because those people are people, right? Um, that if the people don't know what their government is doing as far as their money, then is there any accounting at all? Well, I don't know what this has. To, I don't know what that has to do with this necessarily because. These numbers are allegedly just the total amounts of reserve notes that exist in different places. So there's still that number in people's checking accounts. There's still that pile of cash 
Sure. I'm I'll not saying that, people's but... accounts are going to get, uh, you know, taken away. But like, for instance, during the break, uh, what Peakless was doing here was going through the M1 and M2 charts and showing us the difference between sort of, you know, from 2020 through now. And there was, you know, a gradual incline and then a marked straight up sort of incline yep. in M1. M2 was more gradual, but still hmm, something happened right here. Yeah. And when people can't like, it's pretty obvious why they would stop doing that. The reason they stopped reporting it is because they don't want to be held accountable. Right. Well, and, and, and a big important part of it is this. So, I mean, uh, anyone out there who's familiar with the, the the fractional reserve system will recognize this. But suffice it to say, we had this system where there was a a limit on how quickly commercial banks would create money out of thin air yes, and was. put them into people's accounts. Now there's not. Until there last is year, not. that existed. Yeah. yeah. Right. And Trump did that. Right. Until the the great businessman Trump brought us into what is essentially a communist circumstance of our, of our money creation, uh, so now there is no longer that slowdown. There is no longer any breaks whatsoever on creating money. So the last thing that they want you to do is know how much money there is because, okay, in the short amount of time that we actually have some tracking on this, it goes from $5 trillion to $18 trillion in the span of, like, what, five days? It was, like, one week between $5 trillion and $18 trillion. Yeah. And now we're not even tracking right. how much money there is. If you want accountability, you have to have you know account accounting and at this point they may be accounting themselves the thieves the people the irresponsible people may be doing their own accounting i can't say that they're not i mean there's no really there's no accountability for the money printers anyway i mean that's where the real power is i i know but there was a there was an accounting at the very least. I mean, that's we not even really true. Least, they, like, they don't knew, publish their books. We knew vaguely how much they were stealing from us. We could keep track of how often they would say double the money supply. Because if they double the money supply, they are stealing half of your money. Like that is is simple enough for people to put their to, to wrap their minds around. Melanie, when the guy plays three card Monty with you. He says, all right, watch your card. Here I am. I'm moving the cards around. Watch the card. Watch the card. If he just put a uh, a, a drape, a, a piece of fabric up between you and the cards and said, okay, I've mixed them up, but guess which one it is? Like, you would know the game was rigged. But in this case, um, you know, up to this point, you'd been able to at least watch them play three-card Monty in front of you. Now they've well, changed right, the rules so of the game. So they would publish what is essentially inflation numbers because this was yes. M1 and M- M2 were the the best way to really measure Check the inflation. best way we had to measure inflation and it, it was fairly decent and that's assuming the numbers were right and I have no reason to assume that but I mean it's kind of like okay we're past fraud at this point yes. like we're not going to fudge we're not going to fudge the reports anymore right. we're not just going to put down fraudulent numbers right. we're just we're just going to straight up not publish right. how much money we're inflating it's not just fraud it's just like, you know, like all the accounting, all the restrictions, all the fetters have been uh, thrown off of, of this uh, system. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to tell you, it ain't going to last long. Like these are the all these are all the indications 
that every other country that has gone into a monetary collapse has had. This is it. Mark my words that Kook on the radio said. Here it is. Uh, what's the date? Uh, February the 28th, 2021. It's going to happen. Free Talk Live, 603-283-6160. I guess I could put you straight on the air. I mean, normally I do it a call screen, but in the final segment, I guess we can uh, handle it. 603-283-6160. 603-283-6160. Mark with you. Peakless Mountaineer. And Melanie. Melanie, have we uh, covered the, the story about M1, M2, and uh, M3 in the past having been uh, stopped as far as reporting and now the United States? Well, I States- wasn't around for M3, but... Oh, you were. They, but not on the I mean, air. I wasn't in New Hampshire. I know. I'm just telling you. That I, now, I don't think I was 18. Maybe. 2006? Oh, when, they, when they stopped reporting M3? Okay, no, I was 18. Okay. M3, M6 is a, a security organization in Great That's Britain. That's MI6. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so the day the system crashed, conveniently, and they've come out and said it wasn't hackers. I guess they they would say that either way, right? They're not going to admit somebody hacked the Federal Reserve. No, that sounds bad. So they quit. They decided they are going to quit this weekly series. It says on M1 and M2, this weekly series is discontinued. It will no longer be updated. The non-seasonally adjusted version of this weekly rate is WM, some other reports. And the seasonally adjusted is the other report. Starting on February 23rd, 2021, the day of the crash, the statistical release is now published at a monthly frequency and contains only average data needed to construct the monetary aggregates weekly average non-seasonally adjusted data will continue to be made so they've changed the way they're going to report them they're going to report averages which if you've ever bothered to look at the stuff that's in the top square of say your checking account and it's you know average daily balance useless it's completely it means nothing it's not useless to anything other than the bank deciding whether or not to charge you the monthly fee if you were above the daily average or not. Right. That's, you didn't, it's not, you didn't have that amount of money every day. No. You didn't, it, it, it's completely useless. It, it does not tell you how much money is in there. It does not tell you how much money is in your bank account. And it's not going to tell you how much money is in M1 and in M2. Yeah. It sounds like they're uh, changing the way they uh, report these things in order to be less clear about what M1 and, and M2 And then the other, um, interesting thing before before May 2020, M one consisted of currency outside the U S. Treasury, Federal Reserve banks, and vaults of depository, and so cash and coins in your wallet and in the register of the grocery store and wherever else physical currency may be that's not a bank. Demand deposits at commercial banks. Excluding those amounts held by depository institutions, the U.S. government and foreign banks and official institutions, less cash items in the process of collection. So that's checking account 
that's the available balance in checking accounts. Does it? It sounds like they never knew the numbers in the first place. Is what it sounds like to me. It sounds like you know they've just been lying about uh, M one and M two. I mean, for they a long probably time. were, but the fact that they're past lying is kind of scary. Yeah, it's it's always it's very scary. Um, other checkable deposits consisting of negotiable order or withdrawal, or now at automatic transfer service or ATS accounts. So let's make well, some and, predictions. And part of what they're doing with this is giving themselves a, a little bit of extra leeway so that like, if it suddenly shoots up to a quadrillion dollars, then they've got another two weeks to bring that back down. What shoots up to a quadrillion? Uh, the amount of, of, uh, of money available to people. So what do they do? Just uh, you know, burn it, digitally burn it? Essentially, yeah, yeah. Uh, there, there's the bail-in system, like they did in uh, in uh, Greece when when they had money problems. Uh, they, they, they've got options. They've got a few. Well, and, and they've cha- and then they changed it. So beginning May 2020, and one consists of currency out currency in circulation, basically demand deposits at commercial banks, excluding interbank and foreign deposits. So. Your checking account, less items in the process. So you, less items in the process of collection. So the available balance of your checking account. If you wrote a check that's, if you wrote your rent check, that's subtracted from that amount once it starts, once it hits the bank. Most people are living bill to bill. Their checking accounts are zeros anyway. I mean, let's be serious. Yeah. The average American can't put, uh, it's it's 60%. 60% of Americans, this was pre-COVID, mind you, couldn't put their hands on $1,000. Now, I don't know what it is now, but I suspect the number is actually higher, not lower. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it just seems to me. And other liquid deposits consisting of OCDs and savings deposits... So at any rate, they the, not only are they not reporting this, they've also decided to shift the definition of what counts as M1, uh, M2, and M3. So that they can turn around and say, well, yeah, that line went straight up, but it's because we changed how we counted. Okay, you didn't change how you counted that much. Right. And, and by the way, you're not reporting numbers anymore. Right. The at reason- no point do you report a balance or a total. Right. I mean, you know, it's it's the equivalent of turning off the lights so people don't see the murder scene. I mean, that's that's what's going on. Mm-hmm. Here. It's it's awful. Um, it, but then publishing. Hey, by the way, I'm not going to publish this anymore. So they could have just quietly pulled it, but they published a separate page for both of the things they pulled with red text on the top. Oh, they had to tell lies in order to make the uh, you know, the the, the sycophants happy. Um, so, you know, they they did that. The one thing that makes me not think that this is you know, going to be a catastrophe in the next three weeks is, yes, the uh, Federal Reserve is doing this sort of thing, but this is the sort of thing that's being done by central banks, has been done by central banks around the world. So, I mean, the, the U.S. dollar, in order to retain its status as the, uh, the world reserve currency, basically has to beat the euro, the ruble, and a few other currencies out there. Um, and it's not that hard, right? They're, you know, they're, they're the fastest guy at a one-legged. They're all manner. inflating their currency supply. Yeah, and they all crash after a few hundred years. Well, um, it, the average is forty. But years. But that's several quarters <laughs> away from now. <laughs> the average is forty years, and the dollar is past that. Um, but what we've never had is a fiat world reserve currency before. We've only had a world reserve currency for a short period of time, and prior to that, it was um, the dollar was backed by um, silver and gold, 
And uh, before that, the pound sterling. It's called pound sterling for a reason, <laughs> you know. And so we don't really know what it's like. Oh, yeah. And so is there something special about being able to control the entire supply of oil in the world and then criminalize other forms of engines? Maybe. But Maybe that a- buys you an extra hundred years. Maybe it, it lets you do it forever. Right. It, it, they look like they're behaving as someone... They're behaving as if it's going out of business sale, though. Right. So what you're pointing out is that the petrodollar, right, that the U.S. dollar is uh, backed in part by uh, agreements with OPEC and Saudi Arabia. But I repeat myself. Um, and that that agreement is, is that all oil will be sell, sold in U.S. dollars. And if it's not sold in U.S. dollars, if, if for whatever reason Saudi Arabia decides to get angry at us, say we say, hey, you know those Saudi Arabian people that blew up the frickin' towers on 9-11? We want to have a trial over that. Then, um, Or maybe just stop performing your genocide for you. Yeah, right. Maybe we're going to stop you selling your weapons so that you can bomb uh, people in mud huts in Yemen or whatever it is that we, uh, you know, the United States does. United States government, because they're certainly not going to ask you about it. If Saudi Arabia... I mean, there is OPEC, but frankly, Saudi Arabia is a big place, um, and they have a lot of oil. If Saudi Arabia decides to start selling oil in something besides U.S. dollars... Then they'll get some democracy. Then <laughs> all kinds of things happen, you know? Right. The, the, and and that's a- the thing. Like, yeah, sure, the U.S. will totally invade them over that, but it might actually be too late like as swift and powerful as the US the entire US military can be it might actually take too long to take over Saudi Arabia f- to maintain the US dollar as the world's reserve currency right and uh, also i mean you know there's a lot of people in the saudi uh, you know structure that'll never rule and they'll never get their words said so they can you know, go live wherever they want. They don't need to live in Saudi Arabia um, to be successful. As a matter of fact, we had a uh, a gal on the show here whose husband was one of these, uh, you know, Middle Eastern princes, and he spent as little time as possible there because it's t- it wasn't it wasn't much fun, you know. And it, I don't know, weird things can happen. And if the United States decides to send in Hellfire missile diplomacy as you're uh, talking on Saudi Arabia, then you know. Things get very, very, very weird. Is it? Does it start in uh, Syria, go to Iraq, and then go to Saudi Arabia? I don't know. I don't know. But I know that it's it's a tenuous system, and they're definitely showing signs of the wheels wobbling and coming, uh, preparing to come off this. And this absolutely looks like a fire sale on U.S. dollars. Yeah. Why would they do that? Why would they get rid of U.S. dollars at a discount? It's you got to answer that question for you and your family. In the meantime, check us out at freetalklive.com. You can sign up for our social media group, social.freetalklive.com. Welcome to another exciting adventure of Jonathan Gullible. As you may recall, we last left Jonathan Gullible on a remote Pacific island after his boat was blown far off course by a terrific storm. Eager to learn about the inhabitants of this island, Jonathan approached a large, screaming crowd that had gathered around a tall man in the center. The crowd grew quiet as the man spoke, and Jonathan saw this as a chance to ask questions. We must save our young from the evil ones! So who are the evil ones? They are some people who use guns to force themselves on our citizens. They are criminals. There are also some who eat Maryberries. They are also criminals. Maryberries? What is so bad about Maryberries? 
Mary berries are terrible because it makes people feel good. It's just an escape. What are they trying to escape from? They are trying to escape from reality, and we have decided to put these escapees in our zoo so they won't do that to themselves. What if they don't want to go into your zoo? We have plenty of guns to force them. And how did you decide to put Maryberry eaters into jail? We are highly civilized people, and we decide good and evil by raising our hands and counting. Those with the fewest hands raised must be like the others or go into the zoo. What if the vote changes? Oh yes, then everyone could be required to eat Maryberries or go to the zoo. Build freedom with laughter. Join the community. Access free media clips and more, or get your free PDF copy of the book. Go to jonathangullible dot com now. Jonathan Gullible dot com.